Welcome to Teach Simple Podcast, where we focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. Teach Simple, a podcast that believes simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. We're dropping gems, family. My brother Calvin Nellum is keeping it simple for the culture. Education, politics, science, physics, he's talking about it all. Just keep it simple for our brother, man. Teach Simple Podcast. Enjoy, family. Welcome to the T-Simple Podcast. We focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. I have your favorite middle school counselor, Erica Pitts. How you doing today? Hi. How are you? <laughs> How you doing, Calvin? <laughs> I'm super excited. As you can tell, there's going to be a lot of smiles up in here. Erica is a, she's a counselor. Um, shout out to the counselors um, in Atlanta. She went to Georgia State. She got another degree in Kennesaw State. She decided her passion was education, advocating for kids. Upon graduating, she was blessed with her first teaching assignment as a high school English educator. Shout out to the English educators and to Kata Joy. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was with this opportunity, Erica realized our students deserve the very best learning experience possible. Okay. And they and the students need teachers in their lives that are passionate, intellectual, they care about them, they love them, they give them hugs pre-COVID and they give them air hugs yeah. during COVID. You know what I'm saying? Um, Erica is currently a middle school counselor, uh, helping students navigate the journey of middle school life, which is the hardest. I can definitely give you so many just stories from middle school, from yes. puberty to bullying to just being the shortest kid ever and growing up high school. And then before you know it, I'm like, yes, high school is for me. And then Katrina yeah. happened, and then all of it got wiped away. Now I have to start all over. But that's another podcast. Erica, I appreciate you on the podcast. How you doing? I'm doing well, Calvin, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited at this opportunity just to have a conversation about middle school in the state of Georgia. So I'm here for it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I do this with everybody, but some people I, I can tell like it won't work, but I think it'll work with you. So okay. today's podcast, we got three affirmations. The first one, you oh, how you doing? What's it like being a counselor doing COVID? Oh my goodness. So that's a great question. Um one of the I will start off by saying it is a challenge. Um one of the challenges that I am experiencing right now is trying to really stay connected. Um, over the last, and, and let me back up, I'm sorry, I've been a school counselor, this is my fifth year. So prior to being a school counselor, I was an English teacher in the classroom for 10 years. And so now, you know, I've, this is my fifth year counseling. So I've had an opportunity to be a counselor in elementary school for two years. And now I am a middle school counselor. And one of the things, I think the most important thing um, being a counselor is having um, connectivity with your students. And right now during COVID is very difficult. It's a little challenging, um, but trying to find new ways um, is always a positive thing. So, you know, I try to make sure I keep a, um, a positive mindset, um, a growth mindset, you know, trying to find opportunities, new ways, solutions, strategies to stay connected with our students. Because we're so used to seeing our students every day. You know, I just love the fact that I can put my eyes on my students. You know, I can look them up and down, make sure they're okay, give hugs. Um, so not being able to do that is a little bit of a challenge, but making sure we do things like this, making sure we meet virtually, consistently, um, and just providing social opportunities via um, Google Meet or via Zoom is always a positive thing. And staying connected with our parents as well. Um, that's important, um, especially during this time. Absolutely, absolutely. And I interviewed a, pre, a preschool teacher and her, her name is Miss Shania Davis from New Jersey. And she just talks about just like missing, giving those kids hugs. But her energy telling you. super just amazing. I could, she was like, I could, I could still get them to love me during virtual. And I definitely feel like yeah. I have that effect as well. You're very, very radiating. You're always smiling. I know when the kids see you, they're I like, Miss Pitts, what's up? Yes, they are. <laughs> and, um, I miss them. I really do, honestly. Um, our school, the school district that I work for here in Atlanta, um, is currently, we were currently face-to-face. -face. So our students had the option of going face-to-face -face or virtual. So that meant that 
you know, the staff had to go into the building. So we were faced, I did have face-to-face -face students. Um, and, you know, that, that was a positive thing because most of them I was able to see every day and still connect with them every day um, as best as I can, you know, with our COVID protocols and things like that. But it's those virtual students that, you know, you want to make sure that you, you stay up to date with because you don't want to lose them. Um, I had the privilege of working with my past group of students for two years. So they, we kind of looped up with each other. So I had them in seventh grade, I had them in eighth grade. So I had them for two years and it was, that relationship was just awesome. I knew them, I knew their parents. Um, so it was always just a positive game. Now it's just kind of like, you know, I have a whole new group of students because that's, those group they went on to um the high school so now just trying to find ways to get connected with the parents and the students you know it's it's challenging but just reaching out is my big thing i'm always calling parents every day calling students hey i'm just checking in you doing okay and i think that works well because i want them to know that i'm here for them i miss you i really want to see you at some point and you know hopefully you know you'll once all of this dies down you know you'll still have your opportunity to you know, have all of your eighth grade practices and go on to the high school. So we still want to be able to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I'm in your council office right now. <laughs> Checklist. He's like, Calvin, you got it. You just got to make sure you do this. It's going to be all right. Yes. <laughs> ah, absolutely. Um, and everyone that doesn't get the benefit to have a counselor. I was lucky enough, um, I always talk about how Katrina I would say it was a benefit for me, but my life changed drastically in a very positive way. The education system was just a lot better. Um, I was able to be in AVID programs in Virginia outside of Louisiana. You know, wow, not saying okay. that, you know, not saying that the education was 10 times better, but it just had much more diversity and access to things that I needed to just cultivate mm -hmm. my horizons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yes. I remember I went to this school that they literally had what nine counselors for wow. uh, like a, a you know a pretty big school. It was a pretty big school, but they had like nine, ten counselors. And I remember it was like a when we would go in there, it was like a row of just doors, and each door was like a counselor. Yeah, and, and and the school <laughs> was very progressive because I was just like, yo, I need to go to the counselor office. And I'd be like, just go. And I, and I seriously needed it. You know, like I, mm -hmm. I, I was mentally, I was just uh, always in my head type kid. And right. my counselor was the person that really got me into college because she's the one that Good. got me organized and got me to apply and make sure I had my right schools and my, mm -hmm. my school that I wished and my targeted schools and my yes. schools. And, you know, I got into college because of her. Um, I never forget her. Miss Christy Close. Oh, yeah. Asian counselor, beautiful. Hey. Asian, I'll never forget her. Amazed, Christy Close. Christy Close. So, so with that being said, how important are counselors, and why doesn't everybody have a counselor? So, um, counselors um, are very, very important in our schools. Of course, you know we play a major role in the social and emotional development of our students. Um, we want to make sure that outside of the classroom, those students are healthy mentally and of course physically but our students deal with so much outside of school um you know in their personal home lives growing up just being a student themselves you know and sometimes they need a person just to relate to um more, some students connect with their teachers and that's a wonderful thing right but we see ourselves as the designated person to say hey connect with me please you know so i pride myself in doing that you know i want to make sure that students feel is if they, you know, they have a safe place when they come to school. You know, sometimes it can be a little challenging um, for students to open up to their teachers, you know, especially if they're not doing so well in the class or if, hey, they need a little bit more encouragement in the class, right? So we're, we are that person that advocates for those students to help them get to where they need to go, just like you stated with your counselor, and just to pro help provide them the social and emotional um, opportunities opportunities that they need to be successful while in school you know our students go through so much um just being a middle school student being a high school student of course we were both there and you know all of the things that we went through like you stated like with bullying or just with you know social emotional 
friends. One minute they're friends, one minute they're not friends, and they just want to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. You know, so that's what we're there for. In addition to helping sure, um, to helping make sure that they get to where their next destination. So for elementary counselors, we want to make sure that those students get to middle school. Yeah. Middle school counselors want to make sure that those students get to high school and high school counselors make sure that those students go to college or technical school or, you know, whatever their path um, that they have chosen. We want to make sure that our students become successful citizens in life. That's the most important thing. We want to make sure we have that balance. We provide that balance for them in a safe place where they can just talk about it, get it off their chest. Keep in mind that students are human. They're people. They're little people or they're younger people. Let me just say it that way. But, you know, they're in the process of finding themselves, right? So they need a person that they can feel like they can trust in addition to their parents. You know, hey, this is what's going on and I need to talk to somebody about it. Or, hey, can I talk to you about this before I go home and talk to my parents about it? You know, so just giving good advice and trying to keep them um, on the right track, you know? And I definitely try to be the person that I want for my daughter. I do have a 17 year old daughter. Um, and so I look at my role as being who I would want my daughter to have in school when I'm not there. So all of those things that I, you know, I hope that she has when I'm not available, those are the things that I try to be for my students in that environment. And, and why, why doesn't everybody have a counselor? You know, like it almost feels like if it takes a village, why are we not? providing the funding to make a village. Right, and I know um, one of my friends is at a school in which she has approximately, she's, she's the only counselor at the middle school. So she has sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade, and that's a lot. And there are a total of about 700 students at that school. Um, I know some school districts, as you stated, you know, funding is an issue, um, you know, because some school districts, you know, would prefer to have more teachers in the classroom and focus on the academic aspects um, and put the social emotional aspects um, second. So, you know, that is a lot. That's a lot to have. And, you know, I'm blessed to be in a situation where, you know, we have grade level counselors. So there's a sixth grade counselor, there's a seventh grade counselor, and then I'm the eighth grade counselor. So we all, you know, have it spread out where each one of our students have time and have a space and they can easily assess us at any time, especially during an emergency. So, you know, being in, in, in an environment where there's only one counselor, that's a tough situation. Counselors, we are definitely needed. You know, we need to be advocates for our students, for our parents. You know, we're the ones who make that connection within the community. We're advocates. So we definitely need to, you know, make sure we have funding to have more school counselors and social workers. Um, mental health workers in our school because you know things are getting real and what I mean by that is we are looking at the dynamic of the student is changing so their needs are changing their situations are changing so you know SOS we need help so you know we we need more support in our schools and as much as we can do that that's great let's talk about your position as a eighth grade counselor right because you're kind of like just as important as the 12th grade counselor where you're prepping them to go into, well, they're prepping them to go from high school into the real world, and you're prepping them to go from middle school to high school. And I want to be specific. So okay. you, you, you counselor all genders, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So how do you prepare young black men for high school? And what is some of the... Um, what are some of the area growths you're finding with some of your kids, particularly as it relates to um, young black men? Mm -hmm. So that's a really good question. And as you were stating that, I'm just sitting here reflecting over um, the students that I see or speak to regularly, especially my male, uh, my black students, um, black male students. Um, you know, right now, I would say that they face so many challenges. Um, I'm just kind of thinking over some of the situations that we're looking at with gang activity, trying to feel accepted, um, trying to make friends, trying to just find their way, you know, having some, you know, issues with just um, 
trying to be themselves, you know, it's really hard, you know, trying to do that. So one of the things that we do at our school, we do have small groups. So we make sure that we meet with all of our students. We make sure that, you know, we are meeting their needs. We individually meet with them. And, you know, we make sure we do check-ins with our students. Like, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Let me know how I can be of service to you. What should I do to help you get out of here and get to high school? And you got to make sure that you talk about high school and college or career, you know, whatever it is, because some of our students, they just see the now, right? They don't focus on what life is going to be like or could be like in the future. And I get it because they're students, they're kids, right? So they're not thinking as far ahead. But as a teacher, when I was a high school teacher, I saw those same students, you know, sitting in my class in the 11th and 12th grade. And it's kind of like they always would say to me, oh my gosh, I'm a senior, it's here. It just went by so quick. Now I gotta make these decisions. So my job is to help them realize that, hey, right now is the time for you to start making decisions, you know, positive decisions for yourself, especially when it comes to this gang stuff and it's, you know, all of this negative behavior that, you know, um, is trying to hold you back, you know, making sure that they understand that they're loved, they're respected, you know, and making sure that, hey, you know, when you go out into this world, you have to make sure that you have a plan for yourself and you gotta make sure you know how to handle yourself in situations because sometimes the world is already against you every day. So how can I help you prepare for being prepared in the world? And that's one of the things that we have to make sure that we are teaching our black students each and every day and our male students and giving them some extra love, you know, because I know it's hard. They get out here, they want to feel accepted, you know, and um into these different groups and making sure that they have outlets, sports, clubs, organizations, science clubs, doing other things to keep them busy, you know, instead of just focusing on social media, focusing on these video games, you know, but trying to find other ways to get them productive. That, that makes a lot of difference with our um, black students as well. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And then in terms of getting them to high school, you know, um, specifically, we have to do a lot of um, college and career readiness with them, just letting them see, hey, these are the options. So in the district that I work for, they have career pathways for our students. So our students are able to go through and select three career pathways that they're interested in. So that could be like education, law and public safety, business, um, culinary arts, um, animal science, agriculture. So they have so many, a variety, or even fine arts, such as band, orchestra, and chorus, foreign language. So they have a variety of career pathways that they can choose from. So what I do is I give them, you know, a list of these pathways and we go over the possibilities. And I'm like, listen, you have endless opportunities right here. Like, this is you. Like, what, what, what is it that you like to do? So we try to help them find career pathways. We sign them up for the classes. And then, you know, it's my job to make sure that they get acclimated to high school, you know, because it's, it's a difference um, between middle school and high school, you know, um, with friendships, with bullying, with social media, cyberbullying, uniforms. I work at a uniform school and then at the high school, they don't have to wear uniforms. Believe it or not, that's a huge investment for our students. But it's also something they look forward to because they get tired of wearing uniforms. But um, just making sure that they stay connected, feel safe, and making sure that their parents are connected and feel safe as well. Beautiful. I, I, I love that. And the, 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 the point is making sure you have something, you know? Yes. Um, and in my school, we're getting out of the go to college where mm -hmm. we're only focused on post-secondary opportunities. Right. So it might be college, it might be a community college, it might be a trade, it might be military, mm -hmm. um, right. it might be a job, you know what I'm saying? It might, you know, mm -hmm. so what you just have to have something, and we're not mm -hmm. a monolith, right? We don't all have to do the same thing, but we got to do something. Absolutely. And that's what we want our students to see, that you have options, right? You have more than one option and you have, you know, so much to, to look forward to. So, take, you know, enjoy this moment. Take it for what it is. 
and just plan, plan ahead, you know, and look at it and enjoy this experience. And the, even if you select these career pathways, that's not an end all to be all. You may sign up for law and public safety and then get to your ninth grade, 12th grade year and say, you know what, I don't want to be a police officer. I'd rather be a teacher. And then there you go, you can switch. So it's just an exploratory, you know, time for our students to see what they like, what they don't like. Think about, we have a ROTC program. Maybe they would prefer to go into the military. That's an option. So right now in the middle school and high school, you know, um, setting is just exploratory. It's just an opportunity for our kids to explore and get an understanding of um, all of the opportunities that they have, that the world has to offer to them. And I think that's the best thing that our kids can have right now. Are grades important in middle school? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, we do have retention. So um, students, um, unfortunately, if they do not do well in sixth grade, they can be retained in sixth grade. Um, if they don't do well in seventh grade, they can be retained in seventh grade. And the same thing for eighth grade. If they don't do well in eighth grade, they can be retained. Um, so we definitely encourage, you know, encourage our students to put their best effort into passing classes because you're right. Some people have that, you know, the mentality or the attitude that, you know what, I can't fail middle school. I'm going to be placed. So they just going to move me on anyway. No, <laughs> you do have to put forth your best effort um, in middle school because, you know, you, there is retainment in middle school. Yeah. Have you ever heard the song uh, named Middle Child by J. Cole? Yes. <laughs> you know what that do you only means by like middle child? Middle child. <sighs> I tell you, and that's what middle school is like, right? <laughs> yeah. So kind of talk about like the dynamic of being able to really relate with your kids, but also being able to really relate with your parents, their parents. Because I feel still that there's just a generation gap, especially when you're talking about the kids that we're teaching and their parents. I mean, there's always generation gap, right? So just talk right. about like your experience as like a middle child, as a counselor and like, you know, what, what is that like, you know, having to be able to understand this side, but also understanding this side and where's that happy medium? Yes, most definitely. You know, um, I would definitely say that a middle school student um, it being a middle school student can be very difficult um, yeah. because you're in the middle. And I tell parents all the time, you know, your student is going to sometime make some decisions that aren't so good. And what we have to do is still make sure that we love them. They learn, let's look at the lesson learned from the situation, um, help them understand what they did wrong, why it was wrong, and how can they not, you know, focus on doing that again. Because, you know, one of the, it's, it's middle school. And sometimes, you know, in middle school, our students in this, in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, they're finding themselves. So yeah. they're coming to us from elementary school, still in the mindset of being like a baby, not a baby, but, you know, a young, really young kid. So now they come from elementary school where they're used to having maybe one teacher all day, two teachers, they go to connections, so they may go to PE, art, Spanish, um, the media center, you know, so they go to their specials and then they come back to these um, kind of like a safe environment in which they are with one teacher and they're with the same kids all day long. Then they come to middle school and it's just like three grade levels. Um, you know, you, you have six teachers a day. So you got a math teacher, a science teacher, a social studies teacher, a language arts teacher. You have two connections teachers and you change classes. So that's a shock factor as well, you know. Um, in addition to that, now you're responsible for a locker. Now you're responsible for, you know, more technology that you have to um, be responsible for. Now you're responsible for being on a team with a group of students, with a larger number of students, and having more teachers. So, you know, it is a, it is a transition. And when they come to sixth grade, and then by the time they get to eighth grade, they're a little bit older. So, you know, their mindset changes. So when they get in eighth grade, you know, I will say that's when stuff starts happening, even in seventh grade. And what I mean by that is they start, you know, they get on social media. If they're not already on social media in, in elementary school, because I did have some situations with students being on social media 
in elementary school. So they start getting on social media, you know, they start hanging with a lot of a diverse group of people. Um, they start meeting new people, their conversations change because they get curious. So, you know, they do start talking about sex, you know, they do start talking about dating, having boyfriends, trust me, because that's what most of the drama is, okay? <laughs> with boyfriends and girlfriends and breakups and friendships and trying to fit in with this group or so-and-so is not talking to me anymore and I don't know what I did. So at this point, they're becoming more independent and it's a struggle for them because they want to still hold, it's like they're still a little baby, but then they're still trying to step out and find out who they are because now they know, hey, I'm at a point where I got to start doing things on my own, you know? Yeah. So it is, it's hard for them. You know, the conversations become a little bit different. You know, we got to talk to our students about safety. What is What does internet safety mean? You can't be on the internet and on social media, like saying things and doing things and putting pictures and sending pictures, you know, inappropriate pictures to, you know, people around school. It's real. That's that's where it starts. It starts in middle school. So, you know, in elementary school, when I think when they were a little bit more protected, when they get to middle school, it's just kind of like introduction to a whole nother level. And then when they get to high school, it's a whole nother level. So making sure that we stay connected, communicate. That's the biggest thing. One of the things that I will tell parents is to communicate with your students each and every day and love on them. You know, you are the first person that can make them feel safe and protected. So you gotta make sure that you're giving them love, giving them hugs, kisses, love on them, make them feel safe, right? Yeah. And then also make sure that you make them feel as if them coming to you is going to be okay. That's the most important thing because a lot of students don't feel like, well, I can't talk to my parents about that because they're going to be upset. And I have to say, well, you know, they are going to be. And I tell my daughter all the time, you know, I know there are some situations in which I may be upset, right? But, you know, happy, sad, angry, or mad, I would prefer for you to come and discuss it with me so that we can know how to move forward, right? Yeah. So that's the that's the major thing when it, when it comes to, you know, um, to, to middle school, just making sure that you ask questions and you show love. Those are the two things that I tell parents, yeah. ask questions every day. The hard questions too, because sometimes I know parents say, ooh, I don't think I'm ready to have that conversation. Uh, no ma'am, you need to go ahead and have that conversation. So no sir, it's time to have those, those hard conversations in middle school, you know, because you don't want them to just start having those conversations when they get to high school, they need to be prepared for high school right because yeah. it's, you know they gotta know hey if i'm faced with drugs what do i do if someone asks me to send an inappropriate picture what do i do who can i talk to about it if someone older than me tries to talk to me how what can i do you know so they need to be prepared for those things and, and know how to deal with those things and that's the biggest thing for middle school us trying to show them how to prepare for high school yeah, I definitely didn't have that middle school experience. <laughs> My middle school experience was at an integrated high school in, in, in Gretna, uh, Louisiana, which is uh, about 20 minutes from New Orleans. And it was just like the worst mix ever. You got all these kids coming from all these different neighborhoods. They mm -hmm. don't know each other. You know what I'm saying? But we're right, right next to each other. But I know that your uh, socioeconomic status is a lot better than mine's. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're from Park Place. You soft. Gotcha. Oh, no, nah, you're not. Okay, let me segregate myself. I was literally in classes, right? Mm -hmm. Where my best friends were the white kids. Okay. Because I wasn't accepted as a black kid. Because mm -hmm. I was different. They could tell, right? Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you talked about gangs and like trying to fit in, I will always try to fit in, you know, because mm -hmm. I wanted to be accepted. And, right. And, and that, that is tough as a middle school. It is. You know, I don't even think I had a counselor um, mm -hmm. at this school. It was, it was, it was zero tolerant, right? It was like, um, you had to walk one direction. Um, you had uniforms. If your mm -hmm. hair was like this, you had to get it cut. If it was dread, wow. you had to get it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But wow. that was when I had my first kiss. That okay. was when it, I had my first girlfriend. Exactly. 
yes. home. Yes. You know, yes. I was walking home literally every day. Mm -hmm. And no matter what could have happened to me, you know, but, you know, so I had yes. I was getting all this new independence. That's when I failed my first uh, high school exam and I had to mm -hmm. go to summer school. That's when I right. realized standardized tests were a mug. <laughs> and that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> we can talk about with standardized testing and grades. <laughs> and, and before you continue, I want to talk about just like how this social media, you know, like it's, it's really bad. Uh, I want to talk about that. It is. I'll tell you about how bad the bullying was. Okay. So, like, so I grew up without my dad. So I grew up with my dad. I grew up with my brother. So I never knew how to fight. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how mm -hmm. to fight or like stick up <laughs> to myself and stuff until I got into like varsity sports. And that's when I moved to Virginia. But in okay. the Orleans, my mom put me in the trenches, man. Like I was, I was the kid with the, with the, <laughs> with the Velcro, I didn't have Velcro shoes on, but I had the, I had the wackest shoes, man. With the, with the roll of book, you know that's what you laughing because you know what I'm talking about, man. With the roll of right. book bag, you know, I was the kid that played video games. I would trade my games, you know, I was that type of kid. And uh -huh. I literally see myself talking to bullies like, "Why do you want to beat me up?" Right, right. Like, why? And he's just like, he's this kid literally looks like 17 years old in a sixth grade class, and he's like, "I don't know, man. I just want to beat you up." I'm like, bro, you know, you don't want to be. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know, I see it all too well. Yes, <laughs> it is. And that's the dynamic, unfortunately, of the middle school experience, looking for acceptance um, and trying to and trying to find your way. And one of the things that I always tell students is that you're not going to get everything right on the first try but the thing about it is you got to love yourself and you got to make positive decisions for yourself right and i tell my daughter that all the time you know and i tell my kids too hey listen the, the people that you're friends with now you're not even going to be friends with them when you get to the high school when, when you get to high school you're going to meet a whole group of new people and the arguments that you all are having right now or the disagreements that you all are having it's gonna be old news, right? But um, most definitely, you know, our male students, um, you know, it's so important for them to have someone to speak to because I feel like, I'm, I'm just thinking of some of the students that I have now, um, it, there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of, you know, um, the the want to feel accepted or the want to feel like i gotta be hard I, like i gotta do this and i gotta display myself in this way because if i don't then you know people are going to you know antagonize me or you know um then i'm lame you know so i just want but what i stress to them is you have got to be yourself and every day that you pretend to be somebody else and every day that you antagonize yourself um, with not being yourself is another day that you are losing who you are and losing yourself. This is the time in which, you know, you can be focused on sports. Like I'm, I'm just thinking about one of my male students right now, you know, um, he's always getting into fights, phenomenal basketball player. Like, I mean, when he goes to high school, I know for a fact that there are going to be colleges that are going to be recruiting him. And when he gets to, um, college i know for a fact that the nf the nba is going to be looking at him but i have to make every time he gets in trouble i have to pull up a picture of one of my former students right so i have a former student who um actually got recruited to the university of kentucky and i have to show him every time he gets in trouble i'll pull him up on my computer screen and i say hey you remember this is this is our goal right here so you want to get here right because remember it starts here so that student that i had was in my classroom a few years ago but he's now a senior at the university of kentucky and he went to um the university of kentucky of kentucky on a full ride scholarship that's you that can be you and you have to stay real with them and you have to stay connected help them see the what you're doing now all that foolishness all that talking back and cussing that you're doing in class and going back and forth with your teachers and going back and forth with you know them other male students that you keep getting into with and all this gang stuff all of that doesn't even matter this is what you need to be focused on and making it real life like he talks about, you know, um, wanting to definitely have a connection with his family um, because they're all spread out. 
So how can you do that? So you focus on this getting here. And then at some point you can bring your family back together. You know, so we got to make sure that they understand the realness of what they're going through and understand that anger. I know you feel upset right now because he tried you or he said this to you, but guess what? It's just a moment, right? And those moments are going to pass. Understand, helping students understand and recognize their feelings. And every time they get angry about something or every time somebody says something about them, it doesn't always require a response, you know? Those are the type of skills that we need for our students to know before they get out into the real world. Because if they don't, they get hurt, you know? Yeah. So we don't, and I tell my students, I don't ever wanna see you on the news being arrested for something. I don't ever wanna see you in a situation in which, you know, you have been um, profiled or you have been mistreated. That's gonna hurt me because there are ways that we can handle this. And I need for you to get these skills now before you do go out into the real world because nobody's gonna keep giving you these chances. Yeah, you fight here, you get suspended, but if you go to the grocery store and you fight, you getting arrested, you know? If you go to the grocery store and you steal, you might've stole Miss So-and-So's um, cell phone out of her classroom. Yeah, you no, but you do that in real life, that means they can press charges against you and you go to jail and that's going to have effects, side effects for you for the rest of your life. Now, every time you go fill out a job application, you got to put down you done been in jail before. Is that something that you really want? So making those connect, those real life connections with our students is very important. We cannot sugarcoat consequences. They got to see real life consequences as they come. Because if they don't, they'll just continue to go on like nothing happens. And then once they get into college, it's kind of like, Oh, I didn't know that that can happen, you know? So that's why I tell parents, have these real conversations with your children. Social media, sex, drugs, alcohol, dating, um, abuse, you know, because sometimes we, you know, in the high school settings, these young ladies, they get into relationships or have these friendships with these male students and you don't even know that this guy is hitting on her. And that's real life stuff, you know, that we see in the schools. So you gotta make sure that you have these conversations. How, you know, what it's like to be a good friend. You know, because sometimes people don't, you know, our children don't even understand that. They, you know, I have to explain to students what is a giver and what is a taker, right? How you give to someone, but then how people always just take from you. You know, help making sure that you put self-esteem in your kids and love them every day. Talk to them. How was your day? What did you do today? Well, what are your goals for this week? Did you meet your goals this week? I was mad. What did you not do so well today? What did you do well today? You know, just keeping that, you know, well, what happened today? How's your friendships going? Because sometimes they're waiting for you to ask those questions because they don't know how to, you know, they're still struggling with being, you know, they're independent, still trying to be like, I'm holding my mom's hand to, now I'm in a situation where I got to try to figure things out on my own. And that's why it's so important to just make sure you stay connected with your kids, I'm telling you. Yeah, and let them cry. You know, like, yes. especially the boys, let them cry. I remember whenever I did get bullied, I would tell my mom and she'll just let me cry. And then I'll say, I want to transfer. And she'll just let me say that. She wouldn't even mm -hmm. respond to that. She'd be like, well, you <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But she just let me cry, you know? Um, and, and then ultimately what that taught me, it just really taught me how to, you know, it's not a vultures, but it taught me how to walk in a room full of vultures. It taught me how to walk in different, just environments, you know, like I was able okay. to just change, you know, adapt and mm -hmm. still be myself, but still not come off as a threat or come off like I'm trying to be something I'm not, you mm -hmm. know, and my mother definitely, that, that was the greatest lesson I feel like, not the greatest, but that's one of the greatest lessons she taught me. I but agree. I got my sister Erica Pitts up in here, counselor of the year. I don't know if that's a real award, but I'm giving it to you already. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so lastly, so let's talk about social media. So um, yeah, I'm sure it's a problem in Atlanta. It's definitely a problem here. All it takes is boop, 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 boop. And then before you know it, it's a whole tornado at the school. The yes. school people are here. The school I'm, shut down. It is just yes. crazy all over a tweet or a Facebook post. What is happening? How is that happening in middle school? I can imagine a bunch of people don't even know how to use phones and they just tweeting and they just messing up. And, and, and you know Facebook just got sued because not even the kids can't use social media, but even adults. You know, we, no. we have to have 
some type of regulation with this power that is fairly new. I know. Um, social media, um, of course, can definitely be a positive outlet um, to stay connected, provide information. Of course, um, do things like we're doing now, have meaningful conversations, you know, trying to change the world, trying to do positive things. Um, it's just, that's the point. Sometimes our students do not know the real purpose of what social media is. And that's why it's so important for us as adults to talk to them about social media. I think the most important things that parents can do um, is to make sure you educate yourself on all different types of social media. Because I'm telling you, the, the one thing is, and, and don't think that your children don't have social media, right? I'm telling you, because I get that all the time, right? I'll somebody will bring me something and say, oh, Miss Pence, somebody said this about me. Um, this and, and I'm like, okay, so then I'm calling the parent, like, hey, you know, this is what's going on and this is what's happening. Oh, my child don't have social media. Oh, yes, they do. So you have to make sure that you educate yourself about social media first, right? What are the different types of social media? So, of course, you know, the kids are very, very um, into Instagram, Facebook, not so much. I think that's a us thing. <laughs> but, you know, Facebook, of course, Snapchat. Now it's TikTok, you know, so and it, and it continuously evolves, right? So we just do have to make sure that we stay abreast on the different um, types of social media that's out there. You know, another thing that we need to do is make sure that we are um, setting age limits. You know, what is an appropriate age that you feel like your students should have social media? You know, do you feel like, hey, they need a cell phone in third grade, right? And that could be the case. Maybe they go home by themselves at times and they're there for an hour until you get home. You want to make sure that they're safe, right? But we have to put parameters on what you can do in that cell phone, right? and on that ipad and other types of technology so we got to make sure that we're like setting um age limits hey no you can't have social media until you get in eighth grade or you know whatever whatever that parents um you know um i guess th their outlook is for their child most importantly go through that cell phone every day I do that with my daughter. I'm taking that phone. I'm going through it. I'm looking into who is this? Why they say this? Well, I don't like that response. You know, we have got to be active. And I don't know, I, and, and I'm torn because I don't want to feel like I'm a helicopter parent. But at the same time, I see all of the things, the damaging things and the negative things that it can do to our kids, especially at school. So we got to make sure that, you know, we're going through that cell phone looking like, hey, what is this and who is this? You know, especially at elementary, at the elementary level, you want to make sure your students not talking to people, to strangers. You know, people pretend to be people every single day. They could pretend to be a first grade student talking to you on social media and they could be a 90 year old guy somewhere across the country asking for news, you know? So it's just, you know, we gotta be a lot active. And another thing, you know, the, the back and forth with, that we see with our students, the arguments, the inappropriate comments, when someone posts, posts a picture, you know, the comments that go up, the mean comments that can sometimes go up underneath the pictures. You know, we gotta, you know, teach our students and our children that, hey, you know, it's okay to be kind. You know, I tell my students that all the time. Why why you feel like you gotta put that under a negative comment under somebody's picture? Like why? What, what's the purpose? Explain it to me. Oh, what good does that have to do with your life? You know? Right. Um absolutely yeah I, I'm just like how does that help you? How does that forward you? How does that make you a better person? And that's what I tell my students all the time. Any decision you make I want to know, you have to tell me and explain to me, how did that make you better today? And how is that going to make you a better person for tomorrow? Because if it doesn't, then it's not adding to your life, you know? Um, the students, they get into arguments, they can't focus, you know, it's, it's social media is really, can be really, really damaging. Um, and you've got to make sure that, that you talk to your students about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and get a handle on it. You know, what you can do, what you can't do, what you can't, what you, what's okay to do and what's not okay to do, you know, because if, and then that type, that stuff that happens on social media, what does it do? It comes back into the school the next day. So when the kids start fighting on social media and then these little group chats and FaceTimes and group FaceTimes and all of that, then they mad at each other. And now it comes back into the school and they want to fight each other. 
and they can't focus in school because of this social media. So we gotta get to you know, a place in which we, we tell our students the purpose of social media, how to properly use social media, and how not to allow it to make it be your downfall. You know, why it, you know, it can't be a bad thing. Don't make it a bad thing, you know? I love it, I love it. Miss Erica Pitts, I appreciate you. She is a counselor in Atlanta. She's a mother. She is giving all the gems and jewels to the parents. I love, go through that phone. Talk to your kid, let them cry, ask the questions, prepare them for high school. Don't act like this is a shortcake this, or a right. you know, shortcut. We have to take our time with our kids, ask mm -hmm. them the questions, ask them those questions. Um, what do you do if your kid lies all the time though? <laughs> I know, right? Um, you know, and I, and I say this to, I'm, I'm saying this to be funny, but really it happens, right? I have to remind parents all the time because they get so upset and I get it because I'm a parent, right? And some situations that come across or come in my office, I'm like, okay, this is not going to be good. But, you know, um, they're, they're going to lie sometimes to stay out of trouble. Of course, I used to do it. Uh, did you watch the dishes? I did yeah, watch the cold. dishes. I don't know how Did you vacuum your room? Yes. <laughs> and then my mom come to my room and it's not vacuumed, Erica. Why did you lie? And I'm just like, I just didn't want to get in trouble, right? So that's the yeah. premise. But, you know, I stress to students that now, I mean, you're a middle school student at this time of your life. At this point, you you can't, it's just, you know, you can't do that. You have to be honest. And being honest is just part of integrity and who you are as a person. It's part of your character. You have to be honest. Like when people see you, you want them to see you as an honest person. That's what I tell them. I say, hey, when I say, oh, that's Erica, I want to be able to say, oh, she's honest, she's loyal, she's faithful, she's intelligent, she's smart. I don't want to have to say, oh, she's still, or oh, she's a liar. You know, I always talk to them about the importance of reputation. And I tell them, hey, your reputation is what you have. And I'm telling you, I know you're going to make some mistakes in your life, but one of the things that you cannot afford to do is have a bad reputation. Because what will happen is, I tell students, you can do one wrong thing, right? And people are going to always remember that one wrong thing that you did. And you don't ever want that hanging over you as being a liar, right? Or being someone who steals or being someone who has a bad attitude or being someone that, that's untrustworthy. So we try to teach character and character building, you know, making sure that students have good character, understand the importance of having good character. Because if they don't understand what it means to have good character, then of course they, you know, they're going to unfortunately do things that are damaging to their character. So it's important to parents talk to your kids love your kids boost their self-esteem they need it i'm telling you they need it and they need it from you we can do it in the schools and that's what we do and that's what i love to do i love to see students win and i love to see them be passionate about who they are and to move forward but i'm telling you they love it even more when their parents are there and their parents are being cheerleaders for them and telling them that they love them every day giving them hugs every day telling them how beautiful they are, how smart they are, intelligent, because it starts at home, you know? And we're a support system at the school, but that character building is everything. Um, and also just making sure you tell the students about the, your student about the consequences of lying. You know, you lie, you know, I mean, that's not good. You can go to jail. And that's what I tell them. You want to go to jail? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you just having good character is very important. And I tell them all the time, your reputation is going to speak for itself. And just like I tell students too, your energy introduces, your energy is important. It introduces you, who you are. So when you come in here with a, a bad attitude or, you know, your energy is low, I can tell. That's the same thing with your reputation, right? Yeah. If I hear something and I see it, you know, it's, it's going to stick with you. Just like with how your energy represents you and introduces you, so does your character. And that's why it's so important to have good character because you want to go places. You know, you want people to trust you. You want a job at some point. You want to go to college or the military. So you got to make sure that you have good character so that, you know, it, your character is who you are and it represents you. 
And that's simplicity. I got my sister Erica on a T Simple podcast. I had to get you on. I'm so happy you came. I'm so happy you invited me. Thank you so much, Mr. Calvin. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Calvin, you're the only person that calls me that. Mr. Mr. Calvin? Calvin? Yeah. No, no. Nah, nah, Mr. Calvin? You call me that. No, nah, I love it because. You know, I call my students, but I call my students that too. I call them Mr. So and so. Mr. So and so. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I look forward to continue working with you. We have a lot of cool things coming up. And yes. it's all about building and organizing and, you know, taking advantage of this, this, this virtual connections that we have. And Absolutely. And I think this has just been so awesome, you know, being able to connect virtually. Um, well, that's one of the pros of this whole situation, because, you know, I'm able to do connections, like being able to connect with you. Had we not been through the pandemic, I might not have had a chance, you know? So this is just so awesome. But yeah. So keeping connections is very, very, very important. So, Absolutely. but appropriate. That's why I tell the students, see, this is a good way that you can use social media, not in a bad way, you know? So, yeah. What you got coming up and where can they find you? So right now, you know, um, one of the things that I'm in the process of doing is um, making sure that I prepare my students for um, high school. And I am going to be posting some of that information on my Instagram, trying to share. And I have to admit, um, I'm trying to come out of my shell just a little bit, but I am going to post more of my um, school-related things on Instagram. But my Instagram is at her name is Erica. So I'm going to be posting a lot of that there. Um, and also, if you are on Clubhouse, you can follow me and I will follow you back on Clubhouse so that we can make sure that we stay connected. So if there's anything that you're doing that I, that I find of interest or you think I may find of interest, let's connect. You know, I'm always in the... You know, I'm always evolving. I'm always wanting to learn and listen and apply new things at all times. So definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have an amazing teacher voice. So all you got to do is just keep <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, like, goodness. You've been giving a lot of great advice. So just take, you know, everything you said, cut it up, 15 different ideas and just make the videos and just see oh it. i need to try i want to try i want to try to become you know a little bit more social yeah you photogenic you know you got a great voice you got nice <laughs> yeah you got it yeah oh yeah let's try mr go. calvin i you know i be feeling defeated sometimes because i'm old you know i be <laughs> so i need to get out of my shell and do some new things so yeah i will <laughs> There's no competition. Everyone can eat from the pie. So you yes, gotta, absolutely. You know, got to do it. I believe in you. You know, so just you know, you just got to do it. So that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sis. Well, I'm gonna see you in a couple minutes. Yes. I appreciate you and you. Peace out. I appreciate you too, Mr. Calvin, and thank you so much. And please continue to do this and use your platform um, for good. I think this is an awesome podcast. Thank you for sharing and thank you for inviting others on the platform to share their knowledge um, with all of us because this is what we need. We really do. So thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna take that testimony and I'm gonna write it for you. And put it yes, in. thank you for being you and thank you for doing that as well. Peace out y'all. Thank you. <laughs>